Today's episode of Quality Control is brought to you by Loot Crate. Would you classify yourself as a gamer or pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is the subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with $40 and more, plus $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparels, and uh, not apparels. Do you want me to do it? No, I'm good. Non-parels? Non-parels, you can get those too. Uh, Delivery to your mailbox every month. Now, if you go to lootcrate.com slash control and you enter the code control, you can save $3 on any new subscription. Everyone has a theme. So they've had like Walking Dead, Marvel, Star Wars, Legend of Zelda, that kind of thing. This month's theme is time, and they're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future um, with the uh, and the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and um, Doctor Who. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you like, and they send you a box of stuff. Because uh, I love you, and they ship to 13 different countries. Now, I know you're wanting to get in on this, but don't just go to regular old Loot Crate. You're going to go to lootcrate.com slash control and enter the code control to save $3 on your new subscription. You think your soda's too loud? My soda's super fizzy right now. Yeah. Guys, if you're getting this at home, we apologize for Justin's soda. It's very carbonated. Today, I'm talking with Samit Sarkar and Griffin McElroy about Destiny... The Taken King. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Equality Control. Get that shit up on the mic. Listen. It's like crazy fizzy. Mine is much less fizzy. Slam it. Slam that baby. Chug that sweet brown. It just keeps fizzing. Did you drop something in my fucking drink? Yeah, put an Alka-Seltzer up in there. Hey, it's Justin. Sit up like a professional broadcaster. This is our first uh, quality control we've ever done in the same room, I think. I don't like it. Not for it. It's very weird. Just ate a bunch of Vietnamese food. (laughs) And I feel like taking a nap. So Destiny, the Taken King, yep. is the new expansion. You guys uh, did our review. Um, what does a review look like for uh, Destiny, which is predicated on people sort of playing it endlessly? How do you know when you've done enough? I beat Oryx. You've, no, you, you've never done enough. That's the answer. Yeah, that, that is the answer. For Destiny, you've never done enough. It, it's a tricky game to review for a few reasons. First of all, how do you, how you separate the expansion from the core game itself, right? We had to kind of approach, because they just launched Update 2.0, which is really fantastic, uh, and it fixes a lot of the problems with Vanilla Destiny, but if you're just playing Vanilla Destiny and you're not getting any expansions, you're, you're missing out on a lot of content. I would say that's even that's true uh, more with the Taken King than it's ever been. Like, there's stuff that's actively not in the game. Like, there's stuff... There, there are in-game things that were more forgiving before the Taken King came out if you didn't get the expansions that are now just like completely shut off to you. So that is sort of its own idea. And then what we reviewed is literally what you get when you buy the Taken King. So like that division in and of itself is kind of a tricky thing to to nail down. But in terms of like how you know you're done, I don't know. We, we played the raid a lot, and that is, to me, the end game. We died a lot. We died a lot. Yeah, which, um, which is normal. I beat it. I beat that bad boy. I beat that bad boy like... 45 minutes before I had to leave my house to catch a flight to come here. So it's kind of down to the wire. Um, yeah. But we've, you know, we played all the strikes. We've played all the, a bunch of Crucible. I don't yeah. know about you. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think you just know in your gut and you just come to a place where, okay, Destiny, I, I can adjudicate you now. Um, 
I'm getting some uh, some questions for from Twitter as we go, so I'm just going to drop some of those on you guys. Yeah, please. Do One's it. from uh, Arison who says, "Is this a recommended buy for someone jumping fresh into the game? Does material grinding still suck?" No. Well, okay. So first off, yes, I would absolutely recommend it for for someone who's jumping fresh because you can spend sixty bucks and get every eighty. Well, no, sixty for everything Destiny. Eighty is for the collector's edition with the emotes. Uh, no, a, the 80 version includes the past two expansions, which you need. No, 60. 60. It's the main game is 30 now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Edit this out. I don't know what I'm saying. I didn't edit it out. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. My authority. I can feel it. Submit, you were saying. I was leaning. So, if you get the expansion alone, it's, it's 40, but you can spend $60 on the, I believe it's a legendary edition, and get... Uh, the base game, the first two expansions, and on and then the new one as well. I just want to say my my being out of touch is not because I got the game for free. I've bought everything. I've spent like a hundred and what twenty, hundred and forty dollars on Destiny at like this that. point. Yeah. So it's it's coming from that place. So yes, yeah, sixty dollars if that's true, which I'm still on the fence about. That's a pretty damn good deal. It is, uh, but in terms of the material stuff, so this is getting in the weeds. But you used to be able to. Uh, at some point, they gave you the ability to just buy planetary materials because they realized that people really hated grinding for that stuff. And by grinding for that stuff, I mean you just run around f- looking, for running it. around on plants, farming chests for for like two spin metal at a time. Uh, but now that stuff does not. You can't just buy it with Vanguard marks because Vanguard marks don't exist as of Destiny 2.0. You you have this one currency that you have uh, in the tower and the reef. It's just it's called legendary marks. Uh, a you need to be level 40 to get them at all. And uh, B, they're pretty hard to come by, so you're not going to want to spend 10 of them on just materials. So I think you are better off farming them, and that's still... It's not as big It's not as yeah. big an issue, though. The, the, the upgrades are cheaper yes, on the true. whole, and, and there, there, are, there are easier ways to get the planetary materials. I agree with you. That was a big bummer when the game first came out. Like, cool, I got a new item. I'm really looking forward to like spending like an hour and a half getting stuff specifically for this one item and pray to God I don't get another better item because then like all of that was for... for Spoiler, you absolutely do every time. Uh, What... uh, Taking King aside, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, what of the changes to the core game do you think have have made the biggest difference? Oh, man. (sighs) Definitely light level. um, The way that... Definitely how light level is now separated from your character level. I think that the two sort of ideas are still very, very similar. Your light level now reflects how much damage you take from enemies and how much damage you can do to enemies, and your character level determines which items you can equip, um, as well as serving as a gate from for, for several other things. But uh, we, we ran a post about how you can hit level 40 in, like, three minutes. Like, I had two characters. I had all, like, my whole bounty... Uh, uh, inventory completely full of finished bounties and then I popped myself that Red Bull pill I took the Limitless pill and I turned them all in and I was level 40 like it was literally that easy the, the level is not an issue yeah. at all and uh, even, if you, level even if you just do the, like, the campaign you'll, you're pretty much guaranteed to be like level 39 or 40 just by the end of the game right, exactly. story missions the way they've done light levels is it used to be that was just your level and that was how that was the gate for everything and there was a gigantic margin between level 34 and level 33 or level 35 and level 36 like it's it's it is it is a much more forgiving uh hill to climb because 
Uh, and it definitely gets like really steep and, and much more difficult to climb the higher you get because it's an average of all of your items. So once you get to the top, like the average is harder to push up than it is when it's it's closer to you know two hundred or whatever. Um, but but it it so the system is like fundamentally still the same, but it's it just feels so much easier to be like, oh, I'm two eighty five, you're two ninety five, we can still do it. If I was thirty and Cement was thirty one back in like the old days, like that might be too much of a gap for us to play each other because that one level means like a like something like a thirty percent drop off in damage against enemies, and it's it's absolutely brutal. So that that and also I think the quest system is pretty huge yeah. too. Yeah. So what does you know Griffin mentioned bounties and. It's so nice to be able to just turn in bounties from your brand new quests page in your, well, not pause screen, but, you know. The, the, yeah, the without having to go back to the tower and load into the tower, yeah. which takes longer than ever. And even more so than the bounties, it really does give you, the, the quest page really does give you a sense of you have this just wealth of activities to do because there's always something in there that, you know, you can be working on and, you know, making progress towards some sort of goal where before a lot of that was really nebulous in, in Vanilla Destiny where it was just, you know, you'd log in and be like, well, gee, I, I kind of don't know what to do. And, I, I wouldn't say it was nebulous. I would say it was you hit a point very, very quickly in, in Original Destiny where the only thing left for you to do is weekly stuff. Like, for, right. for me, I reached a point where I was... And I actually kind of like this the schedule of that. Just like I know every Tuesday, I'm going to turn it on, I'm going to run the Nightfall, I'm going to maybe do the raid if I haven't finished getting all the loot from the raid, and then on Friday I'll tune in and see what Xur's got for sale. Now it's like it's got a more engaging loop. And, and, and there's a wider variety of things you can do. So even if you aren't at a high enough light level to tackle that end game content, you know, there is still stuff for you to do beyond the story missions. And the rewards for the for doing that content is actually really great. You're not just relying on uh, you know, lucky drops like uh, the two examples I can think is there's an exotic shotgun called the chaperone that's really hard to get. Like the quest for doing it is so difficult. But if you can do it, you get the exotic shotgun. There was the black spindle, which is one of my favorite things I've maybe so ever done cool. in Destiny because it has this promise of there's secrets hidden everywhere with these awesome rewards. Uh, and, and doing that and completing that, it's the hardest thing I've probably ever done in Destiny. And beating that and getting this awesome reward was like, that was really great. And and that that idea of not just relying on random drops, although that is certainly still a factor, especially for getting your light level up, like the idea that you have these good rewards that you can get for working hard is, is pretty cool. I got a question from a Twitter user, uh, Hot Robots. They ask... How do you all feel about the change in the marks economy, the legendary marks that have technically limited earning opportunities, like how you only get an uh, X number of daily windfalls plus whatever legendaries you scrap instead of just being able to grind? Sure. I so so these are, this is the system Cement was touching on earlier. You use legendary marks to purchase items from the vendors in the tower. Um, you use them to buy from the exotic blueprints, which is like a, a little terminal that stores all the exotic items and weapons you've ever had. Uh, and also it gives you the option to purchase their year two equivalents, which is just like boosted better versions of them that are like ready for this current version of Destiny. Um, and you also use them with the infusion system, which is what you use to boost up your items by consuming stronger items. So if you get an item you really like, and then you get an item that you don't like that's a little bit more powerful, you can burn that powerful item to boost up the one you really like. I, I, I reached a point, though, where my item level is higher, the, the, my light level is way higher than anything that anybody else has for sale. So, like, for, for me, and maybe this will change once I, like, max out my light level and now I'm just in, like, a collecting phase or I'm just refining my build. But right now I'm at a point where, like, I have the max marks and other than infusing shit, like, I got nowhere to spend them. So, for me, like, the economy is still not 
great in that. Yeah, regard. it's where there's a there's a impetus. I think when you're um, and it's self-imposed, but when you're starting out and trying to grind your levels, you kind of feel like saving them feels like the right thing to do. When yeah. really, like once I started burning them on two eighty pieces of gear, it helped me jump up uh, to to that point. But like after you pass that, um, yeah, I hit, I hit two eighty like a while ago. Like I hit two eighty like a, a few days after it came out, and I played it a lot, obviously, because I was doing the review, but. Um, yeah, I reached the point where just the, everything that everybody had for sale was not going to boost my light level anymore. And there's still some weapons I definitely want to buy and, and boost up, and there's, there's there's still some cool things I want to spend it on. But like, it's not it's not it's not as savory as it wants. Like, it's not as desirable, I think, as it was starting and, out. And the flip side is interesting because you know I, I was early on in the review worried about the legendary marks economy because they did seem really scant. Uh, you know, when you first get to level forty, and it's like, well, I've got like. 10 legendary marks and I'm gonna need 150 to buy one of those sweet hand cannons from Future War Call. Well, no, because you, know, you, you do have those sort of guaranteed daily activities. Like, if you knock out the daily story and the daily Crucible playlist, which... Which you don't have to which, win. You don't have to win. You just play, play one match in the Crucible. I play, I play one and I spawn into the game on a team that was way behind and then thinks that new Mercy rule, that game ended 15 seconds later and it's like, here's your legendary marks. Yeah. And I also got like a purple arm item Great. for that. Like, thanks, guys. That so, was the best 15 seconds of Destiny I've ever played. So, you know, y you have those 30 guaranteed marks a day. If you do that, you know, you, lo you log in, you can spend, that'll take you no more than half an hour, depending on how long the story yeah. mission is. And you got 30 marks right there, so you can hit 210 in a week, which is more, more than, than the cap. Yeah. So, you know, once you get to level 40, things really start to open up with that, and, and so you have the opportunity to spend it on things that you might want, and if you you don't, then sure, you can spend them on planetary materials. Corey McCullough wants to ask, uh, the Taken King's uh, wild PvE-wise, but PvP still seems iffy. You guys feel the same, and what might improve it? I honestly don't know. I, I, I've played some PvP since Taken King came out, and I like like the new modes. I've had fun playing Rift and the, the Mayhem uh, uh, modified modes, but I don't like... My, my main experience with PvP has been in the Iron Banner events, which, has that even happened since Taking King yet. came out? Um, because I, like everybody else playing Destiny, like figured out what the best weapons were and then got them, and then basically every time you got in, it was a competition of who can use the Thorn the best, and who can use their one-shot final round sniper rifle the best, and who can use their tracking or horseshoes and hand grenades rocket launcher the best. Like, those were the items that people used, or Red Death. Or, like, there were five weapons that everybody yeah. used. And so competitive Destiny just became that, like, who can use these weapons the best? And right now, I don't think that exists. Like, I think people are still... I think the meta is still sort of um, in, in, the, in the hopper. I also think, like... I believe this was a, a part of our original review uh, a year ago, which was that, like, it just never seemed like the, it was balanced well in terms of not just the weapons, but, like, the, the, the supers, supers are so... Yeah ridiculous and and especially with the, the new subclasses um like when you run into a sunbreaker titan like it's just it's over you see him and you're dead which is i mean which is the same way that the hunter's uh, uh golden gun works because like you you point and they're dead uh, yeah but you gotta aim and a lot of people don't give enough credit to the fact that that's hard sometimes sure sometimes even the best hunters Take a shot with that old golden gun, or maybe three shots, and don't hit anything. And yeah, quit. Sure. That's that, for three months. That does happen. That does happen. But, sometimes. but you know, so the supers are, are always so overpowered. And, you know, I understand that they're they're meant to be, but that always seemed like a thing that was more balanced for PVE play, right, than for PVP play. And and so I'm not sure 
you know, short of removing that, uh, removing the supers entirely, and then... No, but they didn't do that. They introduced Mayhem, which right. is like all supers all the time. Screw you guys. Have fun in there. So they're doubling down on it. So, yeah, I, I you know, I don't think, you know, PvP has never been my favorite part of Destiny, half because of the stuff I just mentioned and half because I'm not all that good at it. Uh, but I think the, the Taken King does a good job of generally not forcing you to do it and, you know, letting you sort of get your feet wet if you just want to. Again, like that daily playlist is just yeah. win or lose, you get the mark. One thing I have noticed uh, as I've gotten through the main content and, and am doing some of the side quests, um, there's a lot more stuff beyond raids and strikes that sort of necessitates you have uh, some some friends helping you out. Um, there are missions to take on these like Taken Champions, which only spawn if you kill a bunch of really hard dudes on the different planets, and you have to do this a lot. Um, is that something you guys have noticed? And sort of, what are your what are your feelings on it? Yeah, absolutely. That was some of my least favorite stuff in the you know sort of immediate aftermath of the campaign because. And there's a lot we should mention. There's a lot of immediate aftermath in the campaign. There is. Like that's the story after you get the closing title card. Like there's a ton of story shit to come out. And a lot of it honestly falls into this weird gap where you are not ready for it in any way, shape, or form after you finish the story. Like, you're not ready to hop into a lot of it because you're just not high enough uh, light level to take on yeah. some of it. Yeah, and, and so the stuff with the Taken Champions in particular is like, it's not even that you're not high enough light level to handle it, to do damage to the enemies. It's like, it requires co-op because there's a bunch of groups of enemies that spawn and you have to kill all those groups quickly enough to get the champion to spawn. And then the champion is, like, very, very difficult. Hard to kill. And even if you have, you know, two buddies with you who are fairly high light level, it's it's still a a tough fight. And, um, you know, Court of Oryx is the same way, which is, like, it's a great way to power level if you're at, like, the mid-200s in light level. Like, I went from 260 to 280 in 90 minutes or something of Court of Oryx. That's because I had, like, two pretty high level friends with me, and then other people jumped in. But if you go to Court of Orcs by yourself and you're in an instance where not like nobody else is there like you can't do that stuff by yourself right and that that highlights what is in my opinion the biggest problem still with Destiny is that the stuff that is in my opinion the most enjoyable uh, and the stuff that is certainly the most rewarding in terms of the the rewards that you get for doing them uh, there's no matchmaking for, and and that I mean that's always been sort of a problem with the in-game content with Destiny, and I get why they say you can't. I get why they say you, they don't want to do it, right? Like you work with friends, and when you're playing with friends, you're like more likely to have teamwork and patience and all that good stuff that you need to get through it. But like everybody uses DestinyLFG.com to like get groups together to do this stuff because it's like there's not always a guarantee that all your friends are going to be online, and and people are playing this game more than just like on Friday night when they can get their buddies together. Yeah, mine is, my, my play is very random. Like, I have a 13-month-old baby. Like, I play when I can play. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the the bigger issue isn't isn't that you can't matchmake into the in-game content. It's that some of this stuff, like, there's no guarantee that you will have other people even in the same lobby as you that can help you out with that. So if you have a mission where you have to go kill those Taken Champions, which, again, are really, really hard... There's no guarantee that there's going to be anybody there that's going to that's going to help you out if you don't have a fire team ready. Same goes for Court of Orcs. Court of Orcs is especially bad because the like top tier enemies, which give like the best loot, and you have to kill some of them for for the the quests in the game. 
you can take a full fire team in there, and it won't be enough people. You need more than the three-person fire team, which is the max you can spawn into an area. And I can't tell you how many how convoluted a process it is to try and get more people in your lobby to play Court of Oryx, because a lot of the times you'll run into Court of Oryx and your three-person fire team with the only people there and nobody else comes in. So like we had to find another, wait for another person to come in, invite that person to our PS4 party, ask that person to invite these people we'd found on Destiny LFG, and then give the reins of the party up to them. That original person left the party, and then we could fill that party and get six people in, which was like just barely not like it's great. Like that's yeah. insane. That's that's yeah. That shouldn't be how any of this works. Well, and that's because those on the Court of Orcs and the Taken Champions are, are tied to patrol, which is. I think it's still silly that you can only have a fire team of three in patrol when you can do six in the raid, and like patrol instances, I think are up to, up to twelve players total. I want to say, and you know they're just expecting you to have these other people out in the world because that's what the game was always about. Right. right? That was like the, one of the big selling points. I, you would just encounter people in the world, and like if you don't, you just can't do this de- stuff. De- de- Destiny of the Taken King adds some co-op stuff that I think is like genuinely genius. Whether it is the Night Stalker class, which has like all of these support abilities and allows you to like control the battlefield, like the flow of the battlefield in a way that like no no other class has been able to before, and just like. The fights themselves, like whether it's the high-level Court of Oryx fights, which require like intense coordination, uh, or the King's Fall raid, every single fight in that raid is like brilliant, and it requires you to be like this perfect clockwork machine working in tandem with your partners. Like, the, the it's never been as good as it is. It's just so frustrating. That they, it, they've made it still really hard to to get one of those groups together. Like. Most of the times that I've beaten the in-game content in Destiny has not been with friends. It's been with pickup groups that I made on on Destiny LFG. And, yeah, a lot of them were disasters, but a lot of them were just fine. Just, like, put that shit in the game. If everybody's doing it on a website that you don't own, just put it in the game. It's bonkers to me. Uh, Before we close, how much better is the main story mission content than what was in Vanilla Destiny? Infinity percent. you can't measure it. It's really not. It's amazing to me that they had the same, like... There aren't new characters. House of Wolves introduced new characters, so the Dark Below. They're, these are using the existing characters in the game. So which is super smart. Which is great. But it's also, it's the same voice actors, the same really good voice actors that they had at launch that were so poorly utilized back then and are so well utilized here. Like, Nathan Fillion is basically Captain super Malcolm great. Reynolds yeah. in this. Um, and, like, the other characters, too. Uh, Gina Torres has uh, Ikora Ray and... Uh, 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 Lance, Lance. Uh, I want to say Hendrickson, but that's the other guy, right? Yeah, that's a good voice actor. Really, the uh, dude from The Wire, uh, the chief, <laughs> Lieutenant well, Daniels. From, I was going to say the, the chief from French. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and and, and you know, they're all really good. And there's actually like funny dialogue and banter between Eris Morn and Cade Six. Like, yeah. it's stuff that legitimately it, made me smile. It does two things really smart. The, the first thing is that it tells an actual competent story. Lance like, Reddick. Lance, Lance Reddick. Boom. Swish. Um, like, I could tell you what happened in Destiny the Taken King. I couldn't tell you what happened in Destiny. I think in Destiny, you got revived by a ghost, and then you fought a series of new enemies across a, a big ball series in the sky. of planets. And there's a big ball in the sky, yeah. and then there's the darkness, and you have to go into a robot's dream, I think? And Something kill like the that. dark. Like all of the story of Destiny was told in these grimoire cards that like one percent of the players of Destiny actually took the time to read. Uh, the Taken King introduces like a coherent story. Like I could tell you what happened in Destiny: The Taken King. Not only that, the, the smartest thing it does is that 
like Summit said, it uses the same characters. You know, you do go through some of the same areas, although they branch off into new areas that you've never been before. Uh, and, and it touches on, like, uh, it, big enemies that you fought before. Like, it, it really... Destiny players have spent hundreds of hours playing Destiny, like, on average, I would say. And they have really smartly used that sort of experience that you have and then, like, made it deeper. Like, made the... There are characters that are referenced in the Vault of Glass, uh, like Toland and, and, and all that. And the Praetith. Yeah. Like, that, I know the names of because they are in items and they are in item descriptions. Taken King actually makes them characters. And it's, it's, it's genius and it really, really works for the game. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Thanks to Loot Crate. Remember, go to lootcrate.com slash control and use the code control to save $3 off a uh, subscription there. And uh, that's going to do it for us here on Quality Control. Uh, make sure you go over to polygon.com to see more of our stuff. And if, if you can, subscribe to this show and uh, rate it on iTunes and, and review it and send it to your friends so we can uh, get more downloads. I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's all, Just about, get, it's all about them DLs, baby. And also build a relationship with you, the beloved listeners. Uh, but until the next time we have a game to talk about, my name is Justin McRoy, and you've been listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.